Row Along, a friendly voice in your ear to motivate, coach and entertain you through each indoor rowing workout as we row along together. I set the stroke rate and the training pace based on your current 2,000 metre time. Just set your monitor to just row and start and stop when I tell you. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com. Hi there and welcome along to another workout for you to row along to. Today's session is going to be one where we're going to concentrate on our fitness building and it's going to be one where we're going to focus on technique, okay? Now, it works perfectly as a standalone workout that you can keep on coming back to. Maybe if you're a little bit lost and you're thinking, I just need to work on my technique and just want to have a nice low effort workout. Or we're going to use this as week three, session three of the 2K Redux Redo plan because session two was, if you've done it, a real toughie and session four is going to be a real toughie. So this one's going to be that kind of bottom of the trough where it's just going to be about making sure you've got the flow, you've got the technique and you're ready for session four, okay? So I'm not saying it's going to be an easy, really kind of like throwaway session, but it's going to be right down there on the bottom tier of the workout pyramid, all right? Now, what we're going to do is I'm going to talk through technique all the way through this 32-minute uh, row, and we're going to hold it at 20 strokes per minute. And our pace is going to be run about 2K plus 18 to 20, right? So it's the slower, the better on this side. This isn't really about over-pushing it because I want you to spend the time to focus on your technique and think about where your body angles are. Now, the reason this is a 32 minute workout is that every now and then what I want you to do is to pause and hold your position and give yourself a chance to think about where you are before then continuing into the stroke again. I'm not going to say we're going to lose two minutes in total doing that, but I want to make sure that there's that little bit of time there that you can kind of focus and you're still getting the good sweaty workout that this is still meant to be. After all, we want to row and we want to sweat, don't we? We want to feel like we've had a good workout. You don't want to walk off and be perfectly dry and go, hmm, should I go for a run now? So, so that's what we're going to do, right? But I'll talk you through more of it during the actual row. Just follow along with me and just listen to my nonsense and all will be good. So let's start off with our four-minute warm-up. Now, as always, we have to set up our machine first. Now, you can start off with Drag Factor. Set that where you want it to be. If you don't know about Drag Factor, then please check out my video on the YouTube channel or any other of the myriad YouTube videos that are online. Next up, go to your monitor and set it at eye heights. So you don't have to look up and you don't have to look down. And finally, the foot straps should be set to a position where they are allowing... Oh, messing up rotten here. Allowing you to get forward to the front the stroke with your shins in a vertical position, okay? You don't want them to be so low that you go shooting past vertical and you don't want them to be so high that you can't get to vertical because your feet are stuck in position and you can't move. Oh, right. My water bottle's on the wrong side of the machine. That's what's thrown me up. There we go. I'm back to being professional again. Whew. Okay, so four minute warm up at 18 strokes a minute. And starting off at a nice gentle pace, run about 2k plus 30. We're just going to get moving to start and we're not going to worry too much about fast moving, right? In three, two, one, go. See, sometimes those intros, I just know I'm getting, I'm waffling on so much and I start to panic. And then what happens is that I end up fluffing my lines and talking even more, completely undoing the reason I was panicking in the first place. So, this warm-up right now for the first minute is just about getting moving. You might have had an easy day, you might have had a tough day. I've just climbed a hill. Queen's View. 
which is which looks on to Loch Lomond in Scotland. Gorgeous hill to climb. And the view at the top is stunning. But after two hours worth of walking, I need to remind my body what it's like to row. Which is why I'm gently easing into this. And then as we get to this first minute gone, could just start to think about pushing a little bit harder with your legs as you come out from the front of the machine while also just trying to think about the timing you want your feet to connect with a foot plate at the same time your arms connect with the flywheel or water wheel or whatever you have that controls your rowing after all i am machine agnostic i don't mind what you row on as long as you're rowing the only thing that makes a difference is what your monitor looks like really okay in two more strokes we're going to take one foot out and put it on the floor here we go and then continue rowing. See how seamless I did that? <laughs> the advantage of rowing in socks. Just rock onto your toes, then onto your heel. Continue rowing as normal, just with one foot on the floor. Try not to over lean at the front, which you kind of can do, because it's easier to over compress. Swap feet point of this is to allow that compression at the front but because you don't have two legs binding you up at the front of the machine you are actually able to really over do it I don't want you to do that I just want your leg shins to point to vertical I don't want your back to over lean in okay leg straight and then just row with your back and arms. So swing over your hips, pull in your arms, and then release your arms, swing over your hips. And really think about that rock back and forwards over your hips, rather than it being a slump and a roll, I want it to be a pivot, just like Ross from Friends. Pivot, pivot, <laughs> okay. Roll to the front of the machine, straight arms, and just press out with your legs. Don't have to go too far or too hard. What we're doing here is working on the connection of your legs and your hands or arms with the flywheel and doing it while holding a forward lean and straight arms, which is a really important drill for that point you should drive out from the front. Last stroke. <laughs> Now, all of those drills, well, apart from this one leg out, but I'll kind of unpack them a little bit further in the main row. But for the time being, have a quick drink, just roll up and down the rail, and I'll quickly fly through one more time what it is we're doing today. Just a quick reminder that these podcasts are taken from the videos that I host on YouTube. If you want to see what I'm doing rather than just listen, then check out Row Along on YouTube or head to rowalong.com. 
So today's row is going to be 32 minutes at 20 strokes per minute. Now you can go ahead and just program in 32 minutes into your monitor and we're all set. No worries about delays today. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> now, it's 32 minutes. Those extra two minutes are basically because we're going to be talking and focusing a little bit on technique today. And for me, that's going to mean every now and then just stopping at certain points to analyze where my body position is, whether I'm holding where I want to be or not. You don't have to do that, okay? You can just completely roll for this 32 minutes at 20 strokes per minute, and the pace is gonna be round about 2K plus 18 to 20. You can just do that and then listen to me and laugh at me and, and all that kind of stuff. It's absolutely fine. But what I would like you to do is just when I am talking about being like sit up on your sit bones instead of with your, your hips tucked under and whatever, just to think about that. Are you in the right position? Do you have, as you're driving up from the front, do you make sure you have your arms straight rather than grabbing early? All that kind of stuff, okay? So just let that stuff swim over your head for the next 32 minutes. Decide to join in with me if you wish, but make sure and just kind of concentrate on that and work on your flow and your rhythm, okay? It's not a tough row. This is going to be around about five out of 10, maybe five to six out of 10. So it's not going to be a tough one. It's going to be that bottom of the pyramid that I do for my training sessions. Remember, you get the bottom tier, which is your uh, energy, foundation, fitness building, mid-tier, which is about tempo, endurance stuff, and then top tier is about the real fast sprint stuff. Okay, now that real fast sprint stuff, um, that's what makes you faster, but then this bottom tier where you just get to work on your fitness and work on your technique is what allows all of that stuff to happen. It really is the foundation, it's the scaffolding of your rowing. I cannot overemphasize the importance of these sessions like this, especially ones where you get to focus on your technique. Right, talking again, right. So let's get going then. So 20 strokes per minute, I run about 2K plus 18 to 20 in three, two, one, Go. A good thing about 20 strokes per minute is that it's one stroke every three seconds. So, although you can watch me on the video or listen to me on the podcast for my stroke rate, if you ever get lost or if while I'm talking about technique and I pause and stuff, we end up slightly out of time, I will always fall back into the same um, I'm trying to think I'll always row at the same point in the clock so every three seconds counting down for me means as I take a stroke at bang on zero so we're coming up for that now So here we go, so bang on, zero, then 57, 54, 51, 48. I'll always follow the same three second pattern, but like I say, if I've stopped to analyze technique, I might pick up one second out, but I'll fall back into the same rhythm again. So, let's do a quick overview of what the rowing stroke is and then unpack it. So that'll give you time to properly warm up, make sure you're really loose before we start thinking about body positions and stuff. The stroke starts from the front 
of the machine, which is called the catch position. Ideally, your position here is a forward lean into run about one o'clock. Straight arms, nice and relaxed. Powerful posture, which means a good upright, but not stiff as a board upright. You go, I mean, powerful, ready, braced, got a braced core, ready to take the power. Your shins should be pointing into a vertical position. So straight up. You should be up on your sit bones at the front. Not kind of slumped back like this. So up and powerful. Handle height should be neutral in front of you, not high and not low. And your eyes should be looking straight ahead. Maybe just the top line of the monitor. But nice neutral chin straight ahead. That's the catch position. And then when you drive from the front, you push your legs into the machine. Think about pushing the machine away from you. But you keep your arms straight as you connect with your legs, okay? That's really important. And you also hold that forward lean and keep the powerful posture as you drive into the stroke. And halfway through the leg drive, that's when you finally swing your back from that forward lean into the backward lean position. And right after you start that swing, that's when you start to pull the handle in. So the handle stays nice and straight through about almost three quarters of the leg drive. So you're really keeping it nice and straight to let the power flow into the machine. And then you pull the handle in to run about sternum height, send those elbows straight through your sides. Try to keep your wrists flat through the whole journey from the front to the back. And then as you finish pulling the handle in, send it straight back out again. 
with a smooth rhythm, the same pace you brought the handle in at is the pace you push it out at again. And then as you send the handle out, that triggers the forward rock back into that one o'clock lean again. And when the handle is past your knees and your body has rocked forwards, that is when you finally bend your knees to slide to the front of the machine back into the catch position ready to do it all over again so that is an overview of the various positions but there's still quite a lot of nuance to be had as you go through each of the positions now the first thing I'd say before I start focusing on each stage is that everything in your stroke should be fluid as you go from phase to phase there's never a point in my main stroke when I've stopped okay although there will be moments in today's row where I'll say to stop and analyze what your technique is like in your stroke when rowing you want to always keep moving it's like Tai Chi everything feeds into itself you don't hold and then release at the back and you don't come into the front hold and then push everything is a smooth move okay I just want to get that across that when we are talking about positions today and we do pause that's only for stroke analysis you don't do it normally so let's start this off then with the finish okay so here right at the back and what you want to focus on is are your legs all the way down as you finish is the handle up at around about sternum height rather than up at your chin or down in your lap you want it a straight line from the front of the machine into your chest ideally so in two strokes time let's pause for three seconds so here we go pause legs down 
Handle up, let's continue. We'll do that again at the end of this minute. So, legs all the way down. Handle at chest height. But I also want you to concentrate on what your posture's like. I want you to be still braced and powerful at the back of the stroke. I don't want slumped and rounded. So here we go. So in, let's see, three, two, one. Let's hold this stroke. How are we? We good? Not slumped? Let's continue. Now that posture at the back of the stroke is one of the key things when it comes to butt pain. Okay? If you have your hips rolled under you at the back, what's happening is your sit bones are rolling over your glute muscles, basically bruising them and causing pain. Whereas you, if you are up on your sit bones powerfully like this, that doesn't happen. So let's do it again, same focus. Three, two, let's hold this one. How are you? I'm a little bit rounded at the back, to be honest. Right. We'll come back to that one. Next up, we're gonna concentrate on what your position is like at the front of the stroke. I want you to be in a forward lean with straight arms and your shins vertical. Up on your sit bones, please. Now don't worry if your shins bounce back again because of the compression. Let's just make sure your arms are straight. You've got a forward lean. Okay. Three, two. We'll hold the next one as we come forwards. So here we come. Let's hold it. Arms straight, forward lean, up on your sit bones. Good job. Let's go. We'll do that again. Now, I know I was doing my over shrug of my shoulders there, where I have a tendency to roll in and push in for a bit of extra length. I don't want that because that's what injures me. So I'm going to try again, but just hold it nicely instead of that over shrug. So we're going to do the same again. Arm straight, forward lean, up on your sit bones in three, two, one. Let's hold this one as we come forwards. 
Right, nice posture, forward lean, arms straight, ready to push off. Then let's go. Right. Hopefully you get what I'm trying to get at here. And this is something you don't have to do in a full session. You can just jump on and do five minutes worth of drills and just do some self-analysis, see how your body positions are. Let's do that one one more time. Even if you don't hold the entire time I do, just assess as you go forwards. Three, two, one. Let's hold this one as we come forwards. Hold, shins vertical, arms straight. Let's go. Now, one thing that's hard to really get across is what you're doing in terms of relaxed arms. Now, I've spoken before about zombie arms. As you come forwards, nice and loose, as though you're a zombie. Okay, you don't find a tense zombie shrugging up around their ears. They're always loose. So let's do pretty much the same again, but I want you to focus on nice relaxed shoulders and arms as you come forwards. No shrug, keep your shoulders down. Three, two, one. Let's hold this one. Shoulders down, ready to go. Then let's go. Hopefully you can almost, you can also see what I meant by the timing of always trying to take my strokes at the same second markers. So 39, 36, 33, 30. Right, next one. We're gonna hold after the handles away and the lean, okay? So take a stroke and then handle away, lean, and then we'll pause. So, in three, two, we'll pause after the next one. One, handle away, lean. Are you ready? You're in the position to bend your knees and let's go. See what happened there? Now that is to try and undo this thing where people will pull themselves forward on the straps and then their knees come flying up and they have to throw the handle over the knees. Have a quick check to see whether that's what you're doing. And especially if it is what you're doing, I want you to do the same again. And we'll pause, handle away, then body rock, then pause, okay? In, three, two, I'll pause after this one, handle, rock, 
You ready? Knees should bend now. It's that bend of the knees that just lets you slide into the front of the machine. You shouldn't need to tug yourself with the foot straps. And I'll prove that. One foot out. Both feet out the straps. Okay? So not only am I not flying off the back of the machine, I'm also not stranded at the back because I'm using my body's momentum with the handle away in the body rock to help get me forwards. So let's do that again. Two. The end of this one, we're going to pause and rock. Yeah? And then bend my knees into the front and I'm off again. And we're going to hold the back of the stroke again. This time here at the end of this minute. Because again, I want to prove that you don't need to use the foot straps to stop yourself. It's all about timing. Get that leg drive done, legs down, so that all the power has gone into the machine. And as long as you have a braced core at the back, you don't go flying off the back of the machine. So, in three, two, I'm going to hold this one. One, hold, powerful posture, legs down, handle up at sternum height. And then we're going to get ready to continue. And we go. We'll do that one more time. Now, if you are going to try strapless rowing like me, if you've never done it before, rather than taking your foot all the way out the straps like me, just loosen them so they're about an inch off your shoes or socks. That way, if it all goes wrong, you can flick your feet up and catch yourself. Okay, let's hold that back position again. In three, two, we're gonna hold this one. One, powerful posture. Handle up, elbows through, legs down. Let's continue. At right, this time, I want you to just focus for the next couple of minutes on keeping your arms straight as you drive okay so we're not going to pause I just want you to think about straight arms into the front and then push away the machine with your feet push while keeping those arms straight at least until that halfway point. What I don't want you to do is to grab early. Oh, so I'm flying off the back then. 
that's a good indication of why you don't grab early with your arms. If you pull too early, instead of keeping your arms straight, two things happen. Number one, you fight against the power that you're generating with your legs. Okay, so you, you soak up some of that power instead of adding to it. But then also, when you do finally pull to a finish, if you've already done half an arm pull at the front, you've only got half an arm pull left at the back. Whereas keeping your arms straight as you start the drive means that when you do pull into a finish, you have that whole arm pull. Now the flip side to this is that you'll have heard a lot of people say push, don't pull at the front of the machine which is a great cue for the front of the machine but most of the time they just say push, don't pull and they don't say but you need to pull at the back of the machine so remember that strong finish at the back so straight arms pull straight arms pull straight arms pull it's really important as is that forward lean backward lean forward lean backward lean forward lean you really don't spend much time in that backward lean position. You just swing in, swing out. Swing in, swing out. Like two thirds of your stroke is in that forward lean because your recovery should all be done in that forward lean. So you don't have to do some weird kind of ooh and suddenly at the last minute lunge into the front which can mess up momentum can cause you to over lean or under lean who knows either way I want you to concentrate on that forward lean into a back and don't go too far into that back lean it really is one o'clock at the front eleven at the back you're just swinging the same amount over the clock face and yeah you will see rowers who have a really deep layback and they'll finish with the handle up at the throat in order to try and get every last bit of length out of the stroke but most of those folks are incredibly powerful 
with a humongously strong core to be able to be that far back. I'm not going to do it because I've still got my feet out the straps. But to be really far back, handle all the way up, and then recover into that forward lean takes an incredibly strong core. And if you don't have that incredibly strong core, two things can happen. Number one, you tire out really quickly. And then you start doing really weird crunching things because you're trying to do the same thing, but you can't because you're so fatigued. Or you really badly injure yourself. Either lower back injuries or stomach muscles or intercostals. So I'm not saying that there's anything that the people that do it are wrong. I'm just saying they are running a risk of injury if they don't stay strong. And there is something to be said about from a recovery timing point of view. If you only go into a one o'clock lean back, it's really easy to recover nice and quick at high stroke rates. But if you're leaning really far back, it gets tougher and tougher to get up quickly for high stroke rates. Right, let's just do, since we're talking recovery, let's do that pause after the handle away in the hip rock at the end of this minute. So I really want you to concentrate on not sliding up while leaning backwards. Okay, so this is all about posture. If you are forwards, you'll be up on your sit bones, which is how I want you. Okay, so in three, two, we're gonna pause at the end of this one. One, handle away, rock. You're on your sit bones, front of the seat, and let's continue. That's a bit of a throwaway at the end of that, but it's also important that you're not sitting right at the back of the seat. Because again, that promotes your hips to be tucked under, sitting on your tailbone. And I want you up and primed and powerful, perched near the end, the front of your seat, ready to drive out the front. Let's do it again. We're gonna hold that handle away and forward lean at the end of this stroke coming. Here we go. 
handle away, forward lean at the front of the seat and continue. So one good indicator if you are sitting too far back on the seat with your tailbone tucked under is as you slide forwards the seat clatters off your heels if that's happening really have a feel about where you're sitting on the seat and then when you're stopped check what your position is like let's do it one more time it's so important we're going to do it as the last one three two remember arms away and tilt forwards here we go arms away tilt forwards you good all you have to do is bend your knees to slide back and let's do it right now we'll just coast in last thing to say really is just you might have seen lots of rowers who scrape the handle down to try and prevent that knee bend but the downside to that is that you really collapse your posture and as you rise you suddenly swing back too soon which we don't want so I'd much rather especially for rowing machine rowing that you just put the handle in a nice level plane to keep that posture powerful two more strokes one more there we go have a quick drink that's a quick 32 minutes for me anyway but yeah so stop feet on the floor and then kind of go kind of run of whereabouts you'd be to start your stroke about this far up for me I guess and then just address how you're sitting on the seat how you've shuffled all the way to the back which isn't good so slide slightly forward again so you can feel your hamstrings are kind of almost past the front the kind of meaty part of your muscles almost past the front of the seat but also have a kind of think about what's going on with your tailbone are you tucked under or are you up and forwards remember we're supposed to be in our position ready to start so you want to be up and forwards if you're tucked with your lower back rounded like that that's no good and I'm not saying that as a Scottish way saying that's no good literally it's no good it's not the way to do it you don't want to come in like that because you're going to put all the power into your lower back and you're going to end up with injury okay so that's not good that's much better okay I can actually feel that's really sore and then everything all tidies up when I get into the front the difference between that and that is huge especially when it comes to the back of the machine if you're at the back all slumped as you come forwards again I mean seriously do it do it along with me tuck your tailbone under so you're sitting back here all slumped and meh and then come forwards again roll forwards into that forwards lean on your sit bones and you'll feel your butt bones grinding against your 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 butt muscle basically hey I'm a scientist um you'll feel it just cr cr 
crunching through as it comes across the top. It's like a, it's like going for a deep tissue massage, that real kind of Urgh! Now, if you imagine doing that a couple of hundred times during a row, it's no wonder you end up with butt pain. Whereas, if you're in that forward lean, you're up on your sit bones, and I mean, hold on to the bottom of the seat if you need to, but just tilt backwards and forwards. And what you'll feel is your sit bones, your butt bones, if you want to call them that, will be connected and kind of, they'll be connected into the, the seat and you'll just feel them, that kind of pressure point of the two of them. Now, I'm not going to say that, that for the first few times that you row that that's not going to be uncomfortable. To be honest, that kind of sit bones directly onto the plastic seat. The first, say, five or six times, say the first couple hundred thousand meters maybe, it is a little bit tender as you get used to it, but eventually, as you get used to it, it stops hurting. So I can row a full marathon, 40,000 meters, just on the concept to seat. I don't need a seat pad, I don't need a towel, I don't need stuff, because I'm not doing that rolling, grinding under and over uh, with the tailbone under and then feeling the sit bones just squashing away, kneading away the muscles, going, going and, and that's really what hurts. And the good thing is, is that when, it, when I do that, it really hurts. And so that's the trigger to me to go, oh, hang on, your posture's wrong again. And then you go into that swing. Because like I say, try it, honestly. Pivot backwards and forwards over your hips. So your hips tilt forwards, your hips rock back. Your hips tilt forwards, your hips rock back. Even if you have to just let the seat kind of come backwards and forwards with you as you do it, that should be fine. That shouldn't give you any real sensation. Whereas if you roll backwards and forwards by tucking your tailbone under, you should feel that's really uncomfortable and that's the trigger to let you know. Anyway, that was a massive gap between our row and our cool down. By now you probably don't need to cool down. I apologize, I've gone massively off brand by having that big gap. You're gonna look at the ErgZone programming data for this and go, what's that rest about, what's he done? That's what it was all about. So, oh, I'm not even loaded it up. Good grief, John, right, let's just do a just row. I'm not going to bother with Ergozone for this. So, two minute cooldown. <laughs> Let's finally do it in three, two, one. Go. <sighs> now, this cooldown might be the stage to really concentrate on what I was just talking about. I'm staying, there's rock back, rock forwards. Because we're not putting in that much power here. We're just cooling down. So, rock back, handle away, rock forwards back, handle away, rock forwards. Now if you can think about having a good, powerful posture, core braced at the back, we're taking this nice and slow, we're not putting in much power, so your core should be fine for this. Braced at the back, and then braced at the front, braced, and you're just tilting like a pendulum, backwards and forwards over your hips. And that really should make a difference to comfort. If you suffer from butt pain and it's just a muscular pain, like a bruising feeling, then this tilt should really help. I mean, if it's sciatica or something, then there's deeper issues there. But if it's just you get a bit of a sore butt, that's all you have to do is just make sure you rock backwards and forwards and then give it time. And if you do find you're squashing your butt muscles, then just stop and analyze. So come to the back and go, right, am I still on my sit bones? Are they what's connected to the seat? Or am I tucked under? And then suddenly it's my butt muscles that connect with the seat. So as I come forwards, 
everything squashes. Ah, because I did just row, the counter stopped when I did that. So I'll stop. Who knows if this is gonna be more than two minutes, but I'll take one more stroke after this, and then that'll be the two minutes done. You can keep on going, of course. Just to make sure you're nicely cooled down. Now this was a slightly different, it must be said, slightly different way of doing my rows than normally. I don't usually do these stop drills and, and really kind of focus that real deep dive on technique. Yes, it's, it's me, so I always talk about technique, but even for me, that was a very deep divey technique session. And also then like talking about it <laughs> at the end. But that really is so important, that idea of being up and primed, almost like um, at RPAT, it was... <laughs> Uh, talking to me about uh, meerkats and meerkat is kind of up and whatever and it's almost like that's what you want to be except try if you are going to be like a meerkat don't round, don't kind of tuck round your lower back forwards you just want to be up and alert and powerful it's kind of, you want to be up and ready like active ready to go not kind of not kevin the teenager going oh can't be bothered you want to be the meerkat be the meerkat apart from when they eat scorpions that's just oh yuck anyway so was completely different than normal, but hey, I'm, I'm trying to mix things up for you because otherwise it's just going to be me talking about the same stuff over and over again. And it might be that you're just like, you know what, I don't know what to do today. I really don't want to tax myself by just doing a grinding session or whatever. And then today's one, by focusing on technique, it allows you to row that little bit slower because you're focusing on your technique and the benefits that you're going to get from actually thinking about things like what I'm on about and those straight arms at the front as you drive and then finally push and making sure your chin is neutral as you kind of drive out and finish so you're not driving and looking up at the same time which promotes your back to go flying backwards and blah. All that stuff is so important. So important enough that I'm going to do a standalone video about it all where it's just like me doing my little lecture voice on going, this is how you do it, and not as a roll along, just so you can sit and watch on your lunch break while eating a sandwich and go, all oh, right, is that, is that right there? Hi, is it? I'm just going to roll the way I want to. So I shut up now? Have I, have I spoken on, uh, enough? I think so. Um, right. What shall today's hashtag be? I want it to be something about the butt crunch doesn't sound right, does it? That's not right. Um, ah, let's just do sit bones, because that's the point. It's being up on sit bones, okay? So if you want to leave a hashtag with any kind of comment just to prove you got this far through the video, and you and like it amazes me when you do, to be honest, um, then we hashtag sit bones, and then you can leave me a little comment, tell me what you thought of this one, whether you're kind of like, yeah, once was enough for me, which is probably true enough, to be honest. Um, but hey, it's here for you if ever you want to come back. That's the beauty of YouTube and the internet. Nothing ever disappears. Um, but yeah, so thank you for joining me for this one. Like I said, this is uh, effectively week three, session three of the 2K redo plan. Um, week three, session four is one of the toughest ones that you can get on it. Um, it's just a real, yeah, it's fun. Um, but yeah, or if you've done this as a standalone, then I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, as I mean, this was quite a bottom of the pyramid training session, then treat yourself to a, a middle or a top training session next, um, or just do it on the bottom and build up your base fitness. It's up to you. As long as you let yourself recover, which you can always do after these bottom tier sessions, then that's all I care about. I am actually going to shut up now. Stay safe, be well, bye-bye. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com.